I want to welcome you back to day two of our look through 2 Peter chapter 1. Yesterday, we started to look at the need to build your life by building on God's promises. Verses 5 to 7 in 2 Peter 1 tell us what happens when you do that. Listen to these verses. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. Now, remember, we talked about yesterday the truth that it all starts with God's promises. He says, for this reason, in verse 5, for what reason? Because we have God's promises, and because of God's promises, we can participate in God's nature and escape the evil that's in this world. So for that reason, it all starts with God's promises. You want more faith? You start with God's promises. You want moral excellence? You start with God's promises. You want self-control? You want to love God, people? You start with God's promises. Notice that it says here, for this reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and goodness knowledge. Make every effort. There is something that you need to do. You have to make every effort to enjoy the benefit of God's promises in your life. The effort that you put in is the decision to trust in God's promises instead of your plan. That's the effort that you put in. It's not the effort of what you can do to make yourself better. It's the effort of trusting God instead of trusting yourself to make yourself better. For this very reason, make every effort. Now, again, for what reason? Verses three and four reminded us yesterday because God has given you everything that you need for life and godliness. So out of what God has given you, you make every effort. And when you do that, things start to change. You start to change from the inside out. When you do that, you build qualities into your life, characteristics into your life that are godly characteristics. And Peter talks about eight qualities here. They obviously build on each other. As he talks about, you add this to this and you add this to this, you might think of it like a building. In a building, you have to have all these parts and they're added to one another along the way. And sometimes you can add them in any order, but other times one has to build on the other in order for it to be strong. God does the same thing with these eight qualities. Sometimes they can be added in any order, but sometimes I gotta have self-control in order to have better perseverance so that I can have better love. Sometimes they do come in order. That's just how God works. Now, let me just walk very briefly through these eight qualities that he talks about here. First, he starts with faith, and that's where it always starts. Without faith, there is no trust, and without trust, there is none of these qualities. So you always start with trust in God. The faith that we're talking about here looks back to those promises that we began to talk about yesterday. I have faith that God will keep his promises. So instead of trusting myself and doing it my way, I trust in God and I do it his way. I have integrity in a situation in my business life, even though I wanna cut that corner and I feel like I could make better money if I cut that corner, I trust God rather than trusting myself or trusting the physical evidence and then I watch how he works in my life. Because the truth of the matter is God is, about more than just building your business. I think he is interested in your business. He'd like to see it built so that it could be a glory to him. But even more than that, he's about building you. He's about building what is happening in your heart, in your life, because that's gonna last even longer than your business. As important as your business might be to you, it's not gonna last forever, but you are. And so you start with faith. You start with trust in God, trust in God's promises. 
And on that faith, he says, you start to build. You add goodness to that. You let that trust in God change your heart. You begin to become a different person. You're not caught up in evil, you're caught up in good. You're not focused on evil, you're focused on good. You're not thinking about what thing could I get for myself. By the way, that's evil, it's called selfishness. You're thinking about what could I do for God and others so that God could be glorified. You start to think in a different way. And on that goodness, he says, you add knowledge. You build on that changed heart. You're changing, you're becoming good a deepening knowledge of God. Now remember, the word knowledge in 2 Peter, it doesn't mean school knowledge. It doesn't mean sitting in a classroom learning more and more facts and figures and theological terms about who God is. It's experiential knowledge. We're talking about a deepening relationship with God here. I know him better and better. I know what God would do in this circumstance. I know what God would feel about that circumstance. On faith, You're building this goodness in your life, and that's building into a knowledge of how God would react in circumstances. And upon that, he says, you build, you add self-control. You let your knowledge and your goodness and your faith empower you to say no to temptation, to say yes to serving others, to say no to selfishness, and to say yes to service. Self-control, we're told by Paul, is a fruit of the Spirit. It's interesting that the Spirit enables self-control control. Not selfishness, but self-control. So when God's Spirit is at work in my life, I'm able to say no to the temptations of life and yes to God's opportunities of life. And on that self-control, with that self-control, you're building this building of what God is doing, you add perseverance. You don't have self-control just for a short time or some of the time. You persevere. You have it through any circumstance. Oftentimes, God will strengthen your self-control to prepare you to endure a circumstance. There's no doubt about that. He will strengthen your self-control to prepare you to endure a temptation, to endure a trial, to endure a persecution. He will get you ready for it. We're still building this building. And you see what's happening here. Things are growing. There's the excitement of seeing a building go up, becoming something. You're not staying stuck in your faith. You might be stuck in your circumstances, but you don't have to stay stuck in your faith. No matter what your circumstances are, you can continue to grow because you trust God for self-control. You trust God for perseverance. And as you're trusting God for all of that, he says the next ingredient, the next building that is added, part of the building that's added, is godliness. That means becoming more like Christ in your character, in your attitudes. You see that your perseverance and your heart and your faith all are building together so that you become more and more like him. And upon godliness, he says, you're building brotherly kindness. This is the Greek word phileo, the idea of brotherly love or family kind of love. To be like Jesus is to love. And that has to start with the people that are part of the family. And here, particularly, he's talking about your Christian family, the church that's around you. It's not always easy to love people in the church because guess what? They're just like you. They're sinners. They say wrong things, they do wrong things, sometimes intentionally even. Families love each other. Families keep loving even through difficulties. So Peter writes and says, you gotta have that kind of love. Now here is a man who had experienced a lot of difficulties in the church. He knew what it was to love through difficult times, even his brothers and sisters in Christ. And on that love, he says, you build a godly kind of love, an agape love, this last in the phrase. It starts with faith, and it builds into love. To be like Jesus is not only love your family, but to love even your enemy. Like God loved us, even when we were yet his enemies. 
Even when I was God's enemy, I was walking away from him. He loved me enough to send Jesus Christ to die on the cross for me. If I'm going to have a godly kind of love, I have to have that kind of love. Now, as you read through these eight things, the personal challenge in these verses is, are you trusting him to keep you growing right now? Are you doing what we just talked about? Are you making every effort to trust him to keep you growing? Are you making every effort to be good right now? Are you making every effort to increase your knowledge of him, your relationship with him? Are you making every effort to trust him for self-control? Are you making every effort to persevere? Are you making every effort to be more like Jesus? Are you making every effort to love fellow believers? Are you making every effort to love everyone? Now, where do you need to make that effort? Not the effort to try harder, but the effort to trust greater so that God can do these things in your life. Where do you need to make that effort right now? Let's start trusting greater through prayer right now. Would you pray with me? And Lord, you've just spoken to our hearts. You've just said, this is where you need to make an effort to love this person, to persevere in that circumstance, to get closer to you, to trust you for goodness for self-control, for perseverance. You've just spoken to our hearts and we come to you and we say, we make every effort not by trying harder, but by trusting you. We bring this to you and we ask you for strength that we don't have to persevere in that circumstance, to love that person. We ask you for power that can only come through your love for us, your spirit in us. God, change us, we pray, from the inside out. In Jesus' name. Amen. Tomorrow we're going to talk about what happens in your life when you have these eight qualities. <music>